Another episode of the Love of Purple podcast. I am your host, Krista Kokot, a self made entrepreneur, married for 25 years, mom to two amazing grown men, author, extreme dog lover, speaker, currently living my passion as a life coach for women, helping them rediscover their identity, heal emotional baggage, stop the cycle of people pleasing so they can find purpose beyond traditional roles. Each week on the Love of Purple podcast, I share success stories and techniques from myself and other entrepreneurs and experts showing you exactly how you can live a life filled with passion and purpose. Are you guys ready? Let's get to it. All right, you guys, welcome to another episode of the Love of Purple podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So glad that you guys are here today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for joining. All that good stuff. I am currently in the middle. I'll tell you what I'm doing right this second. Well, I'm in my living room right now listening to my puppies play fight. So you might hear them in the background. (laughs) We have two three and a half month old uh, short haired border collies that joined our family not long ago. And uh, they are full of energy and keeping us extremely busy and keeping our routines tight. (laughs) As well as we bought ourselves a beautiful little vintage camper and it's old and it's awesome and we just actually finished today uh, redoing the inside so I cannot wait to start using that this spring we've always been a tent like I grew up tenting I love tenting I love hearing this the rain I love hearing the wind however I was done (laughs) 27 years of camping I shouldn't say that I should say my whole life so 47 years of camping and um, in a tent and it was time to be up off the ground. So we got this and we've redone it and I will be pulling it. It's just a little guy, it's 20 feet, I believe, 18 feet and hook it up to the truck and away I go because I love to do camping on my own. I know, a little bit crazy. I go into the woods and I love camping on my own. So, So we'll be doing that. So that is being done. But what I wanted to talk about today in this episode, you guys, is Something that I learned a while ago, however, it seems to be coming up a lot around me right now within my clients and uh, colleagues and friends of mine and within, you know, my own circle. And it is all about the ability to disagree with people and still love them and still be okay with them. Now, hang on, you might be listening going, well, duh, yeah, of course, but not all of us are like that. (laughs) Not all of us or like that. So years ago, I went to a self-development course here locally in Calgary, and it was a full week long. And it was one of the things that we touched on was disagreements. And I walked into the room the very first day and on the walls were a whole bunch of banners with sayings on them. And one of the sayings caught my eye and it wouldn't leave me for the whole week. I kept looking at it and I kept trying to figure it out and understand it. And, you know, I was like, why is this one speaking to me so much? It's because it's exactly how I felt. And it said, disagreement doesn't equal rejection. And you may have heard this before, but I'm going to go into it a little bit for you. Why some of you may feel rejected 
when you're disagreed with. I did for years. So throughout that week, we dove into that with the coaches that I was with and my own self-development journey and internal healing and all that good stuff. And this one just kept rising up and it was like disagreement does not equal rejection. So growing up as somebody, if you are somebody listening, which I know a lot of you are, have people pleasing behaviors or codependent behaviors, you want to make sure everybody's happy around you. Disagreeing with them would mean rocking the boat. Disagreeing with them might cause you to feel rejection. They might not agree with you and heaven forbid that happens, right? So when I grew up, I was very much told what to do, told what to say. I knew what not to say. I knew how to say it, what not to wear, what to wear. Very religious um, and a very controlling uh, father who just liked to have everything done a certain way. And I, it was a big joke but yet truth because obviously behind every joke there's a little bit of truth but it was very much like um just don't argue with dad it's like you know it's like trying to talk to a fence post and right away i bet you guys just have somebody in your life that you're like yep that's just like my auntie susan or whoever it is that you have in your life you're like yep can't argue with them because it's their way or the highway right so that was That was my only experience with having a healthy disagreement, being okay with it. And learning that the way to disagree was just not to say anything at all. The way to agree was also the way to not say anything at all. (laughs) And to just let it be, to keep the peace, to not rock the boat. Because even if I did say, something like, so I learned at a very young age is what I'm trying to get at. A lot of us learn at a very, very young age, whether to, whether it's okay to speak up and say something or just stay quiet and not say anything at all. And so, um, one of the rules in our house when I was young was that we had to wear a skirt to church every single Sunday. And I can remember at one point thinking, I don't think that like God's going to care whether I'm wearing a skirt or pants. Like I remember thinking that, And I don't know if I actually said something or if one of my older sisters said something about like, I don't want to wear a skirt. You know, God loves us even if we have a pair of pants on something like that. I can't remember what happened, but I, how the conversation started, but I remember how it ended (laughs) because it was very much like, don't question my authority. This is the rules in this house. This is what you do, blah, 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 whatever the, you know, and I thought, well, I'm not going to say anything about that again, but that was just one. That's just one scenario. It started way back when I was very young. And if I would push back against anything or question anything or go, Hey, how come this or why this? Here's the other one, right? That we do to kids all the time that we, that we have done to children. And that was done to us is like, don't question my authority. Well, why do I need to do that? Because I said so. And, and the thing is, you guys, is that sometimes, yes, yes, we are the authority. We are the parents. We are the whatever, because I said so. And we know the ramifications you're going to get hurt. However, there is an absolute brilliant opportunity to open up doors of conversation with people when we go, this is why I think this, this is why, and then let them reciprocate, let them go. Well, I don't agree with that. 
And I was never taught how to have a healthy disagreement. It was always, this is why, end of story, don't, don't tell me your, if I wanted your opinion, I would give it to you, right? That kind of thing. Or if I wanted to hear from you, I'll let you know. So as I went to this course and I saw that rejection or sorry, disagreements don't equal rejection. I was like, well, I have felt rejected every time I disagree with somebody. Every time I want to argue, I'm scared to death that they're not going to like me. A, people pleasing behaviors, right? How many of you have stayed quiet or you have spoken up and you have felt not heard? You have felt misunderstood. You haven't felt listened to. You felt abandoned. I also remember really pushing back when I got older and um, with my immediate family and them walking out the door because I didn't agree with what they had to say. I just wanted to, I was thinking differently. I wanted to bring my opinion to the table. I wanted to bring my views to the table, but not having it. That's wrong. That's not the way it is. And the word for that, my friends, is closed-minded. So we, I hope you don't have a lot of people in your life like that, <laughs> but when you are so close-minded that you can't see anybody else's view of life, I feel bad for you because when we can learn to look at other people's perspective and other people's opinions of what they think life is like or how they view something, it opens up a whole new window of learning for you when you can be like that. It doesn't mean you have to agree with them at all, at all. But it does mean that they're allowed to have that just like you're allowed to have yours and still be okay and still be loved and still be not rejected or make that other person feel rejected for having a different opinion, a differing view. In today's world, we live in like absolute saturation of disagreement. People, uh, if you're on social media for five seconds, you will see people are in odds about pretty much the weather, whether to take a taxi, whether to not take a taxi, whether to go out for dinner, whether to not go out for dinner, <laughs> whether, you know, to wear a mask, not to wear a mask. Like people find everything to disagree about and make it a massive deal. Dif disagreements, here's what I have really learned. They can be civilized. They can be from a place of love. Here's my view. I've seen it. I've done it. I've been part of it now. I've been able to have disagreements with people and go, that's okay that you are different than me, that you see things differently. That's okay that, you know, you think pizza is the only food to eat. I'm telling you, this is how small people make a disagreement and then blow it into a massive thing almost because we're, they're addicted to the, you know, disagreement. But people are so appalled at the views of others and feel so intensely bothered by them that it just becomes so large and that's all it becomes about. But you can have healthy, healthy, healthy disagreements and going, it's okay. It's all okay that we see things differently. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. How many times I'm a parent, okay? I've got two boys. And I can remember when they were younger, 
and my boys were never huge into gaming. I know a lot of, you know, a lot of kids are. Mine did it, but they weren't like, you know, on it all the time. They'd way rather have been outside doing sports and doing different things. But I can remember mine, you know, talking about, yeah, they like Minecraft or again, mine weren't into that one, but monkey ball. Okay. Did I just completely date myself right now? <laughs> so far back, but they would be playing it. And I can remember mothers going, oh, you let your kids play, you know, GameCube. You let your kids play Wii or whatever it was. And I'm like, oh my God, I felt so much shame. I'm like, uh, yeah. And I thought, I'm not saying anything because I didn't know how to disagree with that. Right. I didn't know how to say, you know what? They're on for three hours a day. I'm okay with that. They're outside the rest of the time. It's all good. We're under control. Like I just didn't want to disagree or have my own opinion or anything. I just left it because I was in the weeds of people pleasing behavior at that time. So as you get to be more and more clear on yourself on, on what you believe and what you stand for and what you know to be true. And the more you use your voice, the more you set your boundaries, the more you become clear on who you are as a human being, the more you're going to be able to speak up, trust yourself. See, I could never trust myself for the longest time. I didn't even know what to say because I didn't know what Krista specifically believed for the longest time because I just believed what everyone else told me to believe and I didn't argue with anything because that's something that I had learned to do. That's something that I knew, quote unquote, worked for me, kept me safe for a long time. But then there came a point where I really started to notice that I would hear people speaking and I'm like, I so don't agree with that or that's not right. I had no problems. If you're a people pleasing behaviors, you have no problems going, yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally, yeah, that's me too. Yep. Totally. Yep. That's me. (laughs) We have that down pat. Am I right? You guys, what you need to work on is disagreeing and speaking up about that. Speaking up when something isn't sitting right. Speaking up when you totally, when you unwaverly are in disagreement of something. I do not think that's okay. And that is okay to say something. It's actually good to say something. We need more people speaking up saying, I don't like that. I'm not okay with that. One of the big things about one of the big things I've learned with, with, um, disagreeing or saying something is actually pausing. There's power in the pause. It's gathering your thoughts and not coming at it at a heated reaction, not coming at it in a heated reaction, but going, all right, I'm going to sit with this for a second. Why do I disagree with that? Why is that hitting me somewhere that I don't, that's not okay. Because sometimes when we come at when we come aggravated and we don't give it the proper time to be untangled, we come close-minded. We come at it going, you're wrong. I'm right. But if we can take the time to slow down and come at it from a very unemotional aspect and position 
and go, here's my view, here's my take. And learn to be okay with disagreeing with people. If you're in a family, you should all disagree. You, th- disagreements are normal. They're healthy. If a whole family is going, you know, say you all live together and your whole family is going, yeah, we agree on everything. That's weird. <laughs> I mean that in the most loving way. Codependent, people pleasing. I guarantee you, you don't all think the same. I know I live with, there's four of us in this family. There was six of us growing up. We all thought differently. We all saw things differently. However, we weren't allowed to express them. So when I was going through getting married, having my children, having friends, all that kind of stuff, and I was just agreeing with everybody, that didn't work for me. It started to really not work for me because I didn't, I wasn't okay. My soul was like, that's so not you. Just so you know, you don't like the color red or whatever it was. I actually do, but you know what I'm saying. So it's really, really finding your voice, your way of saying things. And here's the thing, you guys. Sometimes when we're first learning to disagree, to go, yeah, I don't see it that way. We're going to come across a little bit like maybe harsh. Maybe we're going to say you're wrong. <laughs> and, and here's, and here's the other thing. I, I've been around lots of people that are, are close-minded that are, I'm right. And you are so far wrong. I can't even tell you how wrong you are. I've been around a lot of those people and they, uh, here's what I'll I'll say about them is that they're so passionate about what they believe. They think that there is no other way, but that way. And they just want you on board so badly to believe what they believe. They'll do anything and say anything and come at you at any way, just to get you to believe that. And as somebody that didn't like to rock the boat earlier on, that didn't like disagreements, that didn't know how to say, I don't want that Oreo cookie. Thank you. (laughs) Boundaries. Instead, I would just go, okay, that's fine. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I know a lot of you out there do the exact same thing. You'd rather just go, just keep the peace. As an Enneagram 9, if you guys know any about Enneagrams, that's a peacemaker. That is me. Now I know how to use it in a healthy way, but before it was very unhealthy and it was very, very peacekeeping, uh, pleasing others, trying to please everybody except for myself. So if you stay quiet, when you stay quiet, I want you to ask yourself, What are you neglecting about yourself when you're not saying something? What are you doing when you aren't saying anything? And just remember, you are responsible for your words only. You're responsible for your delivery. You're responsible for what you say and how you come into the conversation. You are not responsible for how they receive it. And that's something that I, to this day, tell myself over and over and over and over again, that just because we disagree doesn't mean this is rejected. 
just because somebody disagrees with me. Somebody out there might be listening to this podcast, this episode right now, and you're like, she's whack. I don't take that as rejection anymore. There was a time where if people didn't agree with what I was saying, I took it so personal because that's what I learned. If I didn't agree with something that was going on in our surroundings, if I didn't agree and I didn't go along and I didn't abide, there was an aspect of abandonment that I felt. I was scared they were going to get mad at me. I was scared they were going to leave. I was scared that maybe I would never be talked to again, even though rationally I knew I would be. However, that fear was there and it was real. So instead, I just went along with it. How many of you to this day are my age, older, a little bit younger, and you're just scared to death to disagree with your parents or to say anything to your parents that might be different than what they believe? Because you're scared of rejection. You're scared of hurting them. You're scared of upsetting them, rocking the boat. You know what? It's been 30 years. I don't even want to do this now. Like, let's just leave it. But yet inside you're like, I'm so done. I'm never turning out like my mom. I'm never turning out like my dad. That was me. I did not want to turn out like my dad. The good ways. Yes. He had some unbelievable qualities, but not the things that I was like, no, I just, I can't do that. I don't want to be like that as a parent. If you guys want to go deeper on this topic, please let me know. But just remember, a healthy disagreement, a civil disagreement is beautiful. And when you disagree with somebody or somebody disagrees with you, if they reject you because of it, that's their issue. But a healthy one does not mean rejection. Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of the Love and Purple Podcast. If you loved this episode, could you do me a solid and leave a loving review and rating? Take a screenshot of it and share it onto your favorite social media platform. It's super helpful for getting this podcast out there and heard by more people. If you'd like to connect with me and chat in depth with anything that's going on in your life, you can find me hanging out over on Instagram at I am Krista Kokot. Send me a DM, let me know who you are, and I'd love to chat. Thanks again for listening, guys. Oh, it's fun.